Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Head was resting against the, s- the seawall and he was facing the water, his feet crossed, pointing towards the sea. Uh, as his left arm was raised in a straight position and his right arm was bent slightly. Okay. He had an unlit cigarette behind one of his ears and a half-smoked cigarette had seemed to have fallen out of his mouth and was resting on like his lapel or like the collar of his coat. Okay. Uh, it seemed like the man had been smoking a cigarette when he had died, possibly. Looks like it. Uh, and when the p- police arrived, uh, they examined the body and it seemed like the man had just died in his sleep. It's always, no- it I always notes that he was found across from the crippled children's home. I, I don't know why that people that throw that fact in there every time, but it's like in there every time. To set the mood. Yeah. To set the tone, location, give you a description. Yeah. The crippled children's <laughs> home. Yeah. I don't know why everybody well, always puts that in there. And in 1947, they're not going to call that anything else. That's just what that is. Yep. Uh, 1948, though. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Oh, my God. What an idiot I am. Uh, hold on. Okay, but yeah, the police didn't find any signs of a struggle or, you know, no bullet wounds. It doesn't seem like he was stabbed. Okay. It just yeah. seemed like he died. He just expired. He just, he just died. Mid-cigarette. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the, the autopsy was begun, the they suspected that the guy had seemed to have probably died between midnight and 2 a.m. In the man's jacket pockets were a number of items. Uh, there was a train ticket uh, bought on the 30th of November, I believe, okay. the day before. Okay. And it was traveling from Adelaide to Henley Beach, which I don't know Australia's geography. Sure, it's over there. It's some somewhere around there. Over there in that place. Uh, enough, Far enough that he had to get a train ticket for it. Yeah. Um, he also had a bus ticket, and an, um, he had a comb that seemed to be American-made. Um, he had a half-empty pack of Juicy Fruit chewing gum. Interesting. He had a pack of cigarettes, uh, but inside of that a pack of cigarettes were 
cigarettes from a different brand. Kind of weird. Yeah. His favorite his lucky box. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and he had a box of matches. Makes sense. He was uh, of Caucasian origins, and the uh, autopsy said that he had a British appearance. Um, he was believed to be, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, don't know what that means. He, I don't know. He looked like he liked tea, I guess. Yeah. I'll just I, go with that yeah, stereotype. <laughs> I was just trying to think of it. When I thought of like a British man from this time period, I imagined like a mustache. Well, I don't know. But does I need a mustache? I don't know what a British appearance would be. Do British people just always have mustaches? No, but I mean, in like, your mind, they do. <laughs> it reminds me of like this, yeah, like a safari guy or like a British okay. military man. Sure. That's, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with anything, but that pops in my head. So there's a little secret. Cool. <laughs> glad we got a window into that world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Yeah. Uh, they believed he was uh, between forty and forty-five years old. Okay. Um. He said five feet, in, five feet and eleven inches tall, and weighed about one hundred and eighty pounds. Okay. Uh, he was said to be in very good physical condition, physical condition, and uh, was broad-shouldered, narrow waist. His hands showed no signs of manual labor. Oh, and okay. He, his eyes were gray, and his hair was mousy gray, with uh, ginger. And uh, it was like gray around the temples. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it was notably combed back. Uh, and they made a note of that because the that style was typically more American, uh, where the British and I guess Australians tended to go with a part more. Okay. Yeah. The the part with the strong mustache. Yeah. Okay. The <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I think you're thinking of a German guy that is ah, no longer no, alive. No, 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 no. longer alive at this no, point no, 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 no. in time. No, no, or no, Or no, had no, fled no. to Argentina, I mean, but who knows? I mean, uh, well, <laughs> who knows is an honest question. Uh, yes. Sure. Not what we're talking about. Nope. Uh, they also said he had very nice calf muscles. All right. Which is just a weird thing. We got a lot of physical details on this guy. Yeah. Uh, his larger toe, his big toe, and smaller toes met in, seemed to meet in a wedge shape, when, which I guess implies that he wore boots or high-heeled shoes or even suggested that he may have been a dancer at some point in his life. This is some CSI shit in 1948. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um He had a few small scars on him. Uh, sure. I don't need to go through the details on that. Uh, his he was wearing a white shirt with a U.S. striped red, white, blue tie. And I looked into this a little bit, and they apparently at this time it was different stripes. I don't know. I don't understand the fashion what? stuff. Like. Yeah, go ahead. If the stripes went one way diagonally, it was like British, and if they went the other way, it was known as more like a U.S. thing. 
I didn't make any sense to me. This sounds like an amazing deep dive that would happen on Weird and Feared. Looking at the directions of stripes during the 1940s. Well, it was like just thrown in at me in a video I was watching. And I was like, what? Why? What? But yeah. whatever. I mean, all the colors are the same, but... Yeah, it was weird. Uh, okay. Uh, he had uh, brown trousers, brown socks, a and tailored brown brogue shoes. Uh, he was clean shaven. Some some of the accounts said that his entire body was clean shaven, but it was only some of those, and that seems really weird. Yeah. But like, there's other weird stuff that we haven't even got to yet. I imagine. So like, yeah, yeah. I just don't know if he was entirely shaven or if they're just like, I mean, he had hair on his head. Right. Like he had hair on his head, and then of course, definitely does not have a mustache. Right. And I'll never mention it ever again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he was clean shaven, and all of his clothing had the tags had been removed, and he did not have a wallet on him or any form of identification. So they even they ran his dental records mm-hmm. and found um, no dental records. Okay. He was missing his front incisors, but it seemed to have been a um, medical condition, like a genetic thing. Like they're they're po- just they're just, po- they're just like gone. Not not like a vampire got his fangs ripped out or anything. Right, he doesn't have gaps in his teeth. He just doesn't right. have them. That's from my understanding. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's just kind of weird. Um, in his stomach, they found the food he had recently eaten, and blood was mixed in with it. Uh, and then it, a lot of things, like the medical report said, his organs were congested, and I am not a doctor doctor. So no. I don't know what any of this really means. So we're just going to say things didn't seem great for him. No. Um, He's in a bad spot. Yeah, he had eaten a potato pasty, which I had to look what that up of was because I was like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, uh, a giant pierogi, okay, kinda, or All right. or like a uh, calzone, just like a folded dough thing, but it was just a potato, I guess. Okay. There were no foreign substances found in his body, which ex- could explain his death, and. They started to think that it was some sort of poison and that maybe he had committed suicide. Shit. Yeah, but the poison was untraceable, and there's, you know, no evidence of it, really. Because if that's the case, it sets the stage where he poisons himself, just sits on the beach, smokes one last cigarette, and then just goes out. Right. Um, so then the Australian police, uh, are having trouble coming up with, uh, an identity on this guy. Like I said, his dental records, he's got no ID. Nobody knows who he is. No. Um, so they put out a notice in the paper and said that the man was found, you know. And so a few people came forward and... They said that they had seen the individual um, lying against the seawall in the exact same position that he was later found. Um, the There was a couple that saw him 
um, the night before, and they saw him lift his right arm and extend it out, and then it kind of fell limp. Okay. Um, I guess they didn't think much of that, though. And another couple had seen him, and they had been in the area. I'm guessing they were, like, hanging out on the beach or, I don't know. Yeah. Hanging out at the crippled children's home. Wherever uh, you hang out. Yeah. But uh, they said that they didn't ever saw him move, but it kind of seemed like he had shifted positions. When these aren't things you you think about until you find out, oh, there's a dead guy. Yeah, is that guy dead? Oh. He's not moving. Uh, They did think it was kind of odd, though, that he wasn't moving at all. But they, because I guess mosquitoes aren't great. You know, none of us, nobody likes mosquitoes. Nope, they're bad. Um, So they thought he was either drunk or had fallen asleep. Either makes sense. Yeah, doesn't matter. They didn't think too much of it. Uh, years later, actually, a group came forward and said that they had seen a well-dressed man carrying another man along the Somerton Beach the night before the body was found. Whether that's coincidence or one of them was. Yeah. But we don't know. So the police are already kind of at a loss here. Got it. Yeah, they're, they're kind of stumped. Mm-hmm. And a couple weeks later, a um, at the train station, the Adelaide train station, uh, the s- staff discovered a brown suitcase. And the suitcase had been checked into the train station coat room um, on the morning of November 30th. And... They, you know, opened it up to see what it was, and they got it. They kind of tied it to this man that had died on the beach. Uh, This didn't exactly bring a whole lot of answers, though, because the case was full of odds and ends, in a way. It had a red-checked dressing gown, um red felt slippers, four pairs of underwear, a pair of pajamas, a scarf, shaving stuff, including a strop, uh, another pair of trousers. Uh, they had sand in the cuffs of the pants, six pence in a pocket. Um, there was an electrician screwdriver, a table knife cut down into a sharp, sharp instrument, some scissors, a square of zinc thought to have been maybe used as a protective sheath um, a stenciling brush u- typically used by um, merchant ships for stenciling cargo a lady's hairpin uh, boot polish soap dish a toothbrush toothpaste small glass uh, dish magnifying glass three pencils a pencil sharpener number of postcards um, already prepaid, I guess. Uh, There's a thread card of orange waxed thread that was not available in Australia at the time. Okay. A certain brand. They didn't sell it there. Uh, The thread uh, was 
found on the in the clothing that the man had been wearing. It was used to have made some repairs. Okay. So that tied it directly to him. Um, and there were a couple names written on some of the laundry. Um, one said Keen, a K E A N, and another one was Keen Key. K-E-A-N-E. So, a little odd. That they don't match up. Right. But, the... So, all that's kind of weird. Yes. Nothing like, is normal. Right. Um, then the medical examiner examining the man's shoes, the ones he died on the beach with. Yeah. Uh seemed to think they were awfully clean for a man that would have been walking on the beach. So he was also thinking that maybe this guy had been poisoned. Um, and now, but there's no signs of him being poisoned. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're poisoned, uh, your body tries to get it out in every possible way. Yeah. Which is normally barfing that right back out. Yes. As much as possible. And there's no sign of him, you know, having tried to throw up or like no evidence of it. His shoes are clean. So now the medical examiner's thinking, oh, maybe he was poisoned elsewhere and then carried over here. So now we're kind of thinking maybe, okay. maybe murder. Yeah. And then it gets weirder. All right. The medical examiner found in a pocket that was sewn into his pants, like a, like a secret pocket, basically, there was a piece of a book ripped out, and it was in Persian writing. Okay. And... Oh, now something's happening. The, uh, the Persian words... I got this, this is why I'm mad. I'm using this, not... Right. Um, for the listeners... Everything I tried to prepare today did not go well. So I'm not using my normal setup, and I'm not pleased about it. No, but we're going to make it work. Yep, we're making it work. Hell yeah, making it work. But I am looking up what this Persian thing is because I don't remember, and I didn't write it down. All right, so the phrase in on the piece of paper was Tamam Shud, which translates from Persian to uh, English, and basically meaning the end or finished. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Uh-huh. Well, I guess that kind of puts a little exclamation point on what's going on here. Yeah. That certainly, certainly found his. Uh, this is something you keep in your secret pants pocket. Yeah, and then it looks like my typo changed the spelling of the book it's from, so i got to look that up real quick. Sure, that's... Because I'm going to say it wrong if I don't. That's right. Making it work. Okay. Uh, but that phrase, or the book it's from, is called the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. Uh, it was a 12th century Persian poet. That book was popular uh, during the 
Second World War era among in certain areas because it um, had to do with like life and death kind of in a, it's poems though yeah but real existential shit you know like intense yeah life ways of the universe life and death yeah so it was pretty uh, philosophical in nature and you know people were dealing with loss and things like that so I guess it was it had become pretty popular yeah popular enough that it was known a little bit more so it wasn't as obscure that he had this kind of on him it was still kind of obscure okay fair but the fact that it was just a piece of it in a secret pocket right it's weird yeah it wasn't the whole book it was perhaps it's some kind of meaning of some sort or who knows uh, yep. So the police started trying to find the copy of the book that that phrase could have been torn from, uh, and it was I think just a couple days later that a man showed up and was like, "I think it's my book," but what? like, but he like found it in the back of his work truck. I guess it okay. seemed like it was just tossed in there. Yeah, like just somebody had found his car unlocked and just. Whipped it in there. Threw it in there. And so the police took it. And sure enough, yeah, it was from his book. Oh, my gosh. And not only that, but the detectives then found handwritten inscriptions on the back of the book, uh, including a telephone number and five lines of text that resembled some sort of encrypted message. Oh my god, it's like a cipher type weird. Yeah. On <laughs> yep. And a phone number? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um so So that kind of blows the case open a little bit. Like what is that? Well they called the phone number. Makes sense. And it belonged to oh come on. I was gonna say the children's house. Oh shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> the crippled children's house. Yeah. No. Hello, you've reached the. Oh my God, we didn't. Even that call would make it. more sense if that's why they included in, in uh, right, all those tellings of it. But in a way, that would kind of close a loop, and I feel like this loop is open ended. So, uh, I obviously got a typo on the name of the woman that answered the phone, so I'm going back to. Sure. Here's here's kind of what the the thing the cipher looked like. You can see that. Oh, that's not creepy or fucked up at all looking. Right. That's fine. Totally fine. Makes me want to leave ciphers in all my books so someone just sees it and thinks something's going on. Okay. But yeah. But nothing's going on. That could be fun. Yeah, nothing's just... So just, in, just in case you get murdered or end up missing or something? Rip out random pages, hide in places. Yeah. It's okay. really wild. Uh, the phone number belonged to a nurse named Jessica Ellen Joe... Uh, I guess is what she went as, Thompson. Okay. So they brought her in, and at this point, the body had actually been like cast, like they like did like a casting on it so that okay. they could try to identify him because it's been a, a kind of a while at this point. Yeah, it's been weeks. Yeah, just I don't know if they had buried him at this point, but they had embalmed him for sure, and if they they probably had buried him too, but okay. I didn't put that in my timeline. Um, sure. But they brought her in to identify 
him in one way or another. Uh, I think they did still have the body because I believe they brought her in to look at the body. Okay. Because she came in. Uh, she was interviewed by police. She said she had no idea who the man was or why he, w- he would have her phone number. Uh, then she viewed the body, and some said that she seemed to almost nearly faint and still denied knowing who the man was, and but then refused to look back at the body after okay. seeing it initially. Um so then there's a weird rabbit hole you can go down with how Joe Thompson had worked as a nurse during World War II um, and had owned an old, uh, a copy of that book, the Rubaiyat, Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. I'm probably saying that wrong, but that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and she had given it to another army man, I believe he was, named uh, Boxall. Okay. And they had met, and she had even found, she had written part of the poems in the front copy of that copy that she had gave to the uh, Boxall. And then they lost touch. And it was... Uh, later found that the book that the page was torn from and the one that she had signed were two different books. So she's kind of off the hook. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. So what are you thinking of here so far? You got any ideas as to what this dead man on the beach may have had going on? I'm kind of scatterbrained a little bit, but... Some no. weird stuff here. I'm I trying to get the point across. I have no idea what could have happened to this man, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's a dead man on the beach with a cigarette, half-smoked, laying on his jacket. Yeah. He's got weird pants pockets that are sewn in with passages from books that are just ripped out. Mm-hmm. Then a random man finds a book mm-hmm. in his... I just imagine whatever happened... Just you know, Then, you know, you're just whipping books in people's cars. Like, I, you know, get out of here. Well, maybe you don't, you're done with it. Yeah, here you go. It doesn't go back to the library. Yeah, no, it's just goes in this man's goes in this man's car, and then um, and then they find that book, and it's got codes and shit in the back, mm-hmm. and phone numbers to a nurse who has no idea why she would even have this guy's, why she's even in his life at all. Right. So all the, all very bizarre. Yeah. A lot of missing pieces. These police officers certainly have something to do. And I don't know how successful they're going to be at whatever this is because it does seem, like you said, kind of all over the place. Yeah. So you got no ideas as to what this guy could be yet. I, I could make up sto- oh, what he could be. Well, yeah. I mean, like it. No, you could, you could just go crazy here. It's what I mean. So I don't <laughs> know if you want me. Cause Maybe like, not. Because... <laughs> Because at first, he's a beautiful man who may have been a dancer. Maybe. So then, like... He's fit. Was he? he they do describe his fit body and calves, mm-hmm. which, again, with the way his toes are shaped, the leg strength, mm-hmm. or if he's not, like, a dancer, if some kind of gymnast of some sort, or well, acrobatist. Well, let me, let me uh, 
Let me throw some other stuff going on. Or is he like a s- undercover of some? There's there's that's so like and if he well, seems it's like 1948. He's, now. Yeah, he's more of an American. So yeah, is he again? This is like an what was that? You know, like a pre CIA operative. Well, what's going on in the world post World War Two? In the grand scheme of things, about got, to be a, you got a couple big players well, doing re- some stuff. Yeah, there's about to be a war that's real chilly. Yeah. This is the beginning of the Cold War. Yeah. Like, we're in it. This is a war. This is when Russia and the USA are like, well, we defeated our common enemy. Yeah. Now it's time. Yeah. And America's like, you know, before they developed the bomb, why don't we bomb them? And like, oh, I don't know. Yep. A lot of debates going on, a lot of subterfuge. So, yeah, we're setting the stage for something. Because that was another thought that popped in my head. Like, he's, okay, what if, but I wanted to wait before I blurted out secret agent man. Well, that's what people are beginning to think. Was this? Because was his haircut more American too, and he's in Australia, so maybe that's not what. Yeah. Not part of the Commonwealth. And there's those threads that are that. Yeah, the thread that's not available yeah. in Australia, and. Uh, was that thread like he just had it on him, or was it part of his? It was clothes? in a suitcase, but like they found okay. like his some of his clothes had been repaired with it. Okay, so that's what I was wondering if he had, did use it for something. So that's just his, you know, mm-hmm. fixing up his threads with threads. Yeah, but people are starting to think he's a spy. Okay. Because the, I think, I don't know if they were immediately thinking that back in the day, but like yeah. this started, you know, it went to a cold case. Yeah. And people started thinking, oh, well, this doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. Maybe he's a spy. Right. If you ever read any Tom Clancy novels, you know that all the. Only seen, only seen visual mediums they, of those. They remove, special forces remove any tags off their clothes and things like that. Okay. Um. Because then, you know, you get caught or captured. You have nothing to yeah. really tie you back to. Anything. They can't figure out where you're from. Yeah. Again, this I just from novels, but sure. But I, you know, informed novels. I would think of some sort. I would hope some yeah, sort he, of informed. He seems to know about some of that stuff. Yeah. Lots of that stuff. Um. But so, this guy had all his clothes tags were removed. Yeah. So things are kind of weird. Um, over the years, many theories come up about who this man is, and many are debunked. Uh, they believed that there were some people that believed the man was having an affair with Joe Thompson. Okay. Because she was a nurse. Um, she seemed to know him. Yeah. And then didn't ever, like, claim to know him, but, like... You don't just faint from seeing. I mean, I guess if you got a really weak stomach, you could faint from seeing a dead body. Right. But typically, no. Well, and typically, well, especially also, um, if we're a former army or a nurse, you know, nurse, right? Yeah. You get used to that horrible stuff, so you've seen a few, you know, deceased individuals in your time. Uh huh. Um. So they believe she was having an affair. Uh, they believe maybe this man had uh, – I didn't write down who they thought it was, but there was a guy that had lost his wife or something, and they thought maybe he was going down there to try to find her. Okay. Um, maybe that will come back into play here in a minute. But for right now, there was a bunch of different theories. Then, like, some people found out that, like, this 
we'll call him the Summerton Man because that's what he's known as. Got it. Um, the Summerton Man had like those weird genetic anomalies that are pretty rare, um, where like he's missing those front teeth or the canines, yeah, incisors. Um, then Joe Thompson's son had a the same kind of thing going on, and also had uh, similar ear things going on. And I'm not gonna get into all that because. I don't know what any of the words mean. Got it. Um, but genetic anomalies that were pretty very rare. Um, and then Joe Thompson's son also uh, grew up to be a dancer. Probably had good calves. Probably had great calves. DNA turns out that they were not related at all. So what? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just for f- just something there. Yep. What if the man changed his DNA? All right. I feel like I'm mixing some of these up. But the point stands. Um, yes. Because uh, eventually Joe Thompson's daughter, I believe it was, came out and said that uh, she's pretty sure her mom knew who the guy was. Yeah. And her mom also... New Russian for some reason. Nothing a spy or spy adjacent would and need to know. Would teach uh, English to foreigners that would come into the country, and seem to have a penchant for communism. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> to the uh, to the point of the sun. And the Summerton man had That's why I feel like I mixed something up there. Cause what? I don't remember her having two kids. But I don't know. I'm kind of lost in my notes here. Like I already said, I... Uh, oh, yeah, things are a little... With working with what we got. But I was just going to say, like, if, if there's spy stuff involved, then you just... Somebody just... That's the sound I make when I mess up a genetic test. So, so yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not you know you shouldn't mess with genetic tests. It's not Why good not? for it's not good for anybody. It's, it's not what you want to do. So then, like you know, it came back. They didn't match. But what if they did? Mm-hmm. If that's you know, like oh sorry, all these things seem obvious, but darn it, technology let us down. They just or technology did us a solid, and those are just coincidences. Yeah, but her, she said that her. She would hear overhear her mom speaking in Russian on the phone every once in a while. Now, well, okay, like she's got Russian friends. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't. You, I mean, I used to know a little Russian. You have those. T- yeah, for like two semesters. Yeah, I, so there you go. I don't remember any of it really now. Well, I mean, you would have conversations over the phone in Russian, right? Yeah, all the time. Duh. That's <laughs> see, it's like a bike. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Back at it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been solved though. It has been solved. Just this past week. This past week? Yeah. You're telling me a mystery that we have an answer to? Kinda. We have more of an answer. We have a name and a DNA test that. Technology. Yeah. Here we go. Which is why I thought it, this has always been on my list because it's kind of an interesting one. Yeah. Because. I'm pretty certain this guy is a spy, but then this week it actually came out that this the identity of the Summerton man was solved. 
after 70 years. Um, well, hot damn. 73 years. Oh, now. Jesus. Let me go back to the Wikipedia so instead of going to all these news articles. Because they actually updated the Wikipedia already, too. Efficient. We're recording on the 27th of July. Yes. On the 26th of July, 2022, uh, Adelaide University professor Derek Abbott claimed that DNA evidence from hair samples removed from his death mask had proven that the man to be Carl Charles Webb, an electrical engineer and instrument maker born on November 16th, 1905 in Footscray in Melbourne. Uh, police haven't still identified it, Wikipedia says, but the DNA is there. Yeah. So they uh, they got a name now. So what was Carl up to? Well, and that's why when I said maybe the man lost his wife and had traveled down there, that might have been something I read that was the real theory now, but I don't recall. Uh, I read all this very quickly, as you can imagine, since we're recording it the day after all this that's discovery true. was yeah, made. That's true, right. Um, yes. Yes. And, yeah. And I'm annoyed by what I'm having to do to get through this. I know. But... The, yeah, they, let's go, this is the Guardian article that I was reading earlier. Let's see if it gives me anything notable to get out here. Yeah, the, they're going to, they're going to ask the coroner to confirm the identification. Um, yeah, when they got the DNA, it, uh, I guess the, the the Guardian article here says the tree included about 4,000 people when that happened. But out of those 4,000 people, uh, there was a person with no death record, a single one. So. Eureka. Mm-hmm. We got him. So I guess it's been solved somewhat. Here we have a guy. We still don't know how or why he died. I don't know if we ever will. Right. You know, he's been buried. I I think they talked about bringing him back out at one point, um, but I don't think they did. I think it was the request was turned down. The cipher has never been solved. Which is bizarre. Like, they've had numerous mathematicians, scientists, code breakers, amateurs, everything take a stab at it and it's just too small to really get a cipher for it um but lots of weird stuff right yeah a weird 12th century poem book um joe thompson lived close by where he died okay maybe she's a spy maybe they were lovers maybe who knows what the fuck happened right um her daughter Again, maybe his granddaughter. No. I can't believe I can't find that when I'm looking through all this stuff while we're talking about it. Yeah, sure. But whoever it was, the girl um, believed Joe Thompson was the was a spy and basically called her out on it. 
and said, you know, lots of weird stuff. Yeah. What do you think? Spy? I mean, I was thinking spy, and now... Because he's Australian, though. Yeah. I mean, not that they don't have spies, but... Yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, you work, you know, with whatever, and other allies. Yeah, you got allies. you think they would be... Were they communist spies, though, had they been recruit, recruited by the Russians? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's the double agent mm-hmm. possibility, too. Mm-hmm. When something was going on, somebody had to betray somebody or backstab somebody or had to take them out. I could mean, could have been a regular old spy thriller back then. Yeah, right. And then, like, the, maybe the, even the. Uh, and then I'm imagining a scenario where, like, the, the respect is given, where it's like you get one last cigarette, but you're. Like you're done. You've already been poisoned. Mm-hmm. You, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Sit on the beach, smoke your cigarette. Yeah. So you lay them down there. Yeah. Just there you go. You light it for him, maybe even, and then just there you go. Yeah, cause there's blood in his stomach mixed in with the food. Yeah. Like, that's not a good sign. Was it his own his own blood? I assume so. Right. So like, like I don't know if anybody some kind of a struggle or something. There was no DNA test at the time, so I think they just right. gotta be like. Well, it's got to be his blood. Yeah, who was? Yeah, what was this guy doing? Was he drinking blood? Oh, that's a different. That's why I didn't want to go wild. Well, and that's true. I should have realized <laughs> that because, like, with the fact that he's missing his incisors, right? Uh, I can't. And he's got a stomach full of blood. Yeah. Was he a vampire that they pulled his teeth out after? You know. Yeah, I ever whenever I think about yeah. what we do in the shadows when they're ripping out yeah. vampire, that's <laughs> yeah. the first thing that popped in my head. He's missing those. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not... Because I didn't even think about that until I said that and I saw you and I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, slow down, slow down, yeah. We're not getting that crazy yeah, put with on the one. Put on the brakes. This is just a weird cold case that actually just got solved, so... Yeah. Interesting times. But, yeah. Well, pro- pro- solved-ish. Yeah. Got some more details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be... Yeah, could be spy stuff. I kind of think it is... Right, like, just like the weird things that, like the tags missing from your clothes. Right, because who would think that you even take that no off? ID on you at all? Uh-huh. Um, you got a weird cipher. Yeah, like what was that for? And then if you were done with it, yeah, and then you, yeah, you're done with it. You didn't think anybody's gonna they're gonna find this book and be like, oh, weird, a book right. of poetry showed up in my and maybe. Maybe that was used with the clipping, so when you rip it out, you throw the book. So you you figured it, you know you you knew what it meant. Then you just keep them apart. So well, then yeah, and then so some people thought that, like the cipher, maybe worked with a single like poem in there or something. Yeah, but from what I can tell, nobody's figured out what that would be. Right. Even though they've like ran it through like AI stuff now and everything, and nobody can figure out what the cipher is. Maybe there was like even another book to use to fuck with it. Could have been a totally different book. Yeah. And yeah. Because if you're trying to keep a secret cipher, you're probably not going to put it in the book that it's meant to no. decode. Take, yeah, maybe that passage that he had in his secret pocket, what's on the back of it. Of course, her phone number too, weird, but yeah, whatever. You're right. done with it, so you just throw it out. You don't think anybody's going to care about that. Right. And then. And then you end up dead. And then people yeah. are like, oh. We care about this. Right. Now we can, yeah. We should figure out how this guy died. And you're like, damn it. I wasn't supposed to die. Yeah, I was had a mission. Yeah. Whatever that was. Whatever government I was going to overthrow. Yeah. Or inform or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I kind of think it was, but 
we'll find out, I guess, maybe soon. Because yeah, literally now just that yesterday. we have an ID, yeah. like people, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there probably now going through it, trying to figure out who this guy was. So maybe we'll have some more news in the coming weeks or months. Yeah, we'll get an addendum. Yeah, we'll find might out. have to throw something in at the end of a future episode if we hear anything. Yeah, I think so. I just thought this one was cool because, like I said, it's an interesting one. I'd heard about it a long time ago, yeah. and then when I saw it pop up yesterday, I was like, interesting. Very much. Yeah. I actually kind of thought you you might have stumbled into it. I missed it. Cause like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I Because I saw it on like a bunch of the weird subreddits I follow and stuff like that, and I know you're probably in some of those ones. Yeah. Too. Um, yeah, yeah, That's the Summerton man or the Tamam Should case. I like the Summerton man better. Summerton man sounds good. That weird poetry thing in the secret pocket that just says the end, though. Yeah, what? Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, nothing ominous about that. Like, why would you keep that in the secret pocket? It's got to be part of the code, maybe. And then you hide it because it's but some... I, you'd think pe- all these people that have tried to crack the code would have they're missing a piece, yeah. like, there's other elements that weren't fortunate enough to be thrown in a car where a guy's like, maybe I got that book. And again, I guess you wouldn't go to the authorities if you all of a sudden a book appeared in your car. Mm -hmm. Right. But like you fucking weird. Yeah. It would be weird. It wasn't my book. Whose book is this? Where does book come from? I'll hang on to it. Yeah. Oh shit. There's a murder. Maybe. And it's from this book is tied in. Yeah. I mean, I do see, like, you think of it as, like, a, a movie, the uh, cat and mouse spy thriller. Yes. The one finally gets the best of the other one. Yes. He knows it's the end. Mm-hmm. Takes it. He's like, yeah, it was a good run, but yeah. I got you in the end. Like, Sets him on the beach. That's what I picture. Lights a cigarette for him. Yeah. Walks away. Like, all right, man. And whatever lover's triangle or just even if it was Joe, mm-hmm. they had a relationship. She takes him out. Yeah, maybe, or worked with them and knew maybe they were on the same side, maybe they're on opposite sides. Who knows? Because she took that to her grave. Yeah, she's a good spy, good potential spy. I think she died in two thousand seven or something like that. So it's all. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Again, maybe we'll find out more in the future. Yeah. For now, I like anyone who's a spy. That's what we should stick with. Yeah, or a vampire. Again, I gotta slow down. <laughs> Thinking about the vampire Cold War, where different paranormal beings on both sides of the ideological spectrum. Uh, this sounds like a, a kind of comic we've discussed. Oh God damn it! Yes, it has. <laughs> I mean, that's that can get roped right in there. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, the mystery of the Summerton Man. Well, if you think you can crack the case open. Guys can contact us mm-hmm. at the Weird and Feared Podcast at gmail.com. Support us on the Patreon, uh, Weird and Feared, and listen to Behind the Veil, where we continue talking um, after the episodes conclude. So, bonus content over on that Patreon. Yep. Instagrams, give us those reviews. Again, the five stars help. Anything helps. Accurate stars help. Whatever you feel. Yeah. Just to help spread the word, help make things get more weird. And feared. Oh, yeah. And as you're doing that, you know, you got to stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.